Queen actually left the college on a lifeboat. It was the brand new lifeboat going to Castletown Bear in Ireland. Um, she didn't um, go all the way because it's a long way home to, to Ireland, but just went round to the Royal Marines, which is round the corner in the harbour. Uh, but uh, had a great send-off with all of these coxswains who, who actually raised all their, their hats in celebration. In this episode, we hear from Debbie Cork, who was the RNLI's Volunteer Development Coordinator. Debbie passed away on June the 23rd, 2023, after a brave fight against cancer. She is deeply missed by all her colleagues. I'm with the volunteering development team. Uh, so at the moment I help with uh, the volunteering strategy um, and for the last 15 years I've been a member of staff here at Poole um, working in the Lifeboat College. So the RNI College is actually based um, here in Poole in Dorset on the south coast. Um, it's on a beautiful location, it backs onto the, to the Holes Bay which is part of Poole Harbour which is the second largest natural harbour in the world uh, after Sydney which is very exciting. Um, which is why it has amazing views from its bar and all of the bedrooms overlook this this stunning view. Um, So it it really is a great place to come. It's very close to the train station within walking distance and um, it has great links. So um, it's a great place to come come and stay. I started as the assistant to the college principal, so that's the Lifeboat College, as it was then, the RNLI College now. Um, And uh, very interesting how I came about my job, because my son and daughter were with the RNLI, working with the RNLI, and we came to the RNLI Open Days, uh, which are an amazing event, to support them. And one of the stores there was HR, and they had uh, the current job vacancies, and the assistant uh, role was advertised. So I looked at it and thought, oh, that sounds really interesting. Uh, So I applied for it. So within um, six to eight weeks, all three of us, both my son, my daughter and I, were all working here at Poole, um, which was fantastic. It was was a lovely opportunity as a family. Although when we had lunch together, um, the directors used to think we were uh, plotting to steal a lifeboat, which was always always a bit of a joke. But uh, it was a lovely, lovely, uh, lovely opportunity. Um, The RNLI had um, its training based in several different places, primarily around the coast at lifeboat stations, as, as it is now. Um, we also had um, training here at Poole and training at the Inshore Lifeboat Centre uh, on the Isle of Wight. And it was felt very much that it would be great to bring um, RNLI training into one place, as it were, um, so that it could support it better, but also to, to save funds, because uh, bringing crews down here to Poole from all over the country was um, an expensive business. And so um, by putting uh, a purpose-built college here in Poole, it was, it was able to, to generate a lot of um, savings, as it were, um, but also generate income as well. So when it was built, it was primarily the, the home of crew training. Um, but in addition, it was a, um, a beautiful building um, that could generate its own income through conferences, through um, private dining, private events, um, all those sorts of things, and save, save the R&I a lot of money. So uh, that, was, that was how it all sort of came about, really. 
if you haven't stayed at the RNLI College, it has 60 uh, ensuite bedrooms, um, as well as a full suite of a huge auditorium for about 150 people. It has training rooms, it has syndicate rooms. Um, it also has the Sea Survival Centre and the Live Engine Workshop. So it was able to offer a lot to the RNLI. So it was it was a great, um, you know, great leap forward in terms of supporting the RNLI. And really supporting the crews better so it meant that we could do better training for them um, we the, the offer for them in terms of learning development was was much better uh, and also it supported staff development and learning because a lot of the staff are based here at Paul so um, and the the staff from regions could come down for courses as well so um, you know it was a big it was a big deal So the, the pool in the Sea Survival Centre is, is fairly unique. There are very few locations uh, within the, the UK that can be used for both for training our crews and for filming. Uh, so people like the BBC and the Discovery Channel have used it to hire, um, generate income and, and produce um, great documentaries. It has um, things like a wave machine. It can create uh, wind and rain, darkness. So it enables the crew to... Um, practice um, personal survival techniques really so there's a, a platform that they can jump off which simulates if you had to actually abandon a lifeboat um, they can also do capsize for the d class and the b class in the in the waves and everything so you can simulate the conditions much better for um, for training to, to, to keep the crews primarily to keep them safe when the college was built, it was a very interesting project for the RNLI because it was um, it was about twenty five million pounds cost to build the RNLI, which back in the early two thousands was a lot of money. Um, and I think it, the first few years, certainly of the of the college life, I, I used to manage the college tours. The first few years were very much about. Um, um, helping people to understand why we'd spent that money. It was a huge sum of money. Um, and I think there were some people that felt that it was, um, it, it could have been done in a different way. So if you imagine um, a college that just had, I don't know, dormitory style accommodation. Um, and so people came to see, we had a waiting list of, of when I started over a year after the college had opened of about 18 months for groups that actually wanted to come and see what it was like. They were a mixture of external groups, um, but also a lot of RNLI fundraising groups who, um, you know, spend all their time raising funds to support the work of the RNLI. And they really needed to come and see it to be able to understand why it had been built in the way it had. So the idea was always to put crew training first. So anything, um, that the tr crew needed in terms of bedrooms or training facilities uh, was always factored in first. But um, the thought then was that once that had been done, um, it would be possible to, to use the, the building for, to generate income for the RNLI. And it did that very successfully because it had been built with lovely bedrooms that all overlooked Pool Harbour, um, with state-of-the-art AV, for example. So it was possible to op open it to local businesses for conferences um, who needed you know, a, a great equipment, basically, and support. Um, it had different size syndicate rooms, so they ranged from sort of rooms for three or four people to 150. Um, we could offer fine dining, for example, for private parties. So the offer to generate income was, was quite big, which was why the college was built in the way it was and designed in the way it was. So we wouldn't have been able to do that if it had been a, a, a slightly less expensive building.
so the college opened in 2000, July 2004 um, by the Queen and the Duke of Kent and they decided to have um, a member from every single lifeboat station present at the opening which was amazing. It was a, a feat to get them all lined up for the photograph. Um, but it's the, the photograph that was taken is actually now in every single lifeboat station around the country. So people will be very familiar with the photograph. Um, it was a very special day. It was before I actually started, but um, held off in great, um, with great fondness, I think. You know, it was a great start to, to, the, to the RNLI's college. Um, and she left by lifeboat uh, on a brand new lifeboat going to Castletown Bear in, in Ireland. Um, um, she actually didn't go. She actually just went to the Royal Marines, which is just around the corner because it's rather a long way to go on a passage home. But uh, yeah, it was it was an amazing day by all accounts. I, I think the the legacy of the college as um, an ongoing legacy, obviously, is that. Um, it's the re reaction from the crew really when they come they absolutely love to come and stay at the college they come not not just with people from their lifeboat station but they come with crews from lots of different ones so by the end of the week or however long, long they're here they've made new friends um fellow volunteers that have similar um motivations to them um the similar values um and i think the legacy that it that leaves just increases every time we hold a course because people go back to their lifeboat stations or to their uh, regional offices uh, or to their other fundraising branches and they talk about the college it's a place that's um, very much still the home of the RNLI so it's it's a it's a place that people love to come to in whatever reason they're coming um, and the very fact that that initial money that was provided um, is increasing in terms of income generation, I think you can't ask for a better legacy than that. Hello, it's Mark Pusey here. I'm crew at Chiswick on the Thames. If you want to hear more stories from the RNLI's 200 Voices collection, then head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.